sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintigard.com. There is a tradition that I think many of us share together. And that tradition is that when we read the gospel message together, I ask you all to stand. So I'll ask you all to stand now out of respect and honor for the works and the words of Jesus. After, the, after we read the gospel message, you'll see these words on the screen. It's called a gospel acclamation. And with all the kids here, I'd love if we could acclaim the gospel together. I'll say, this is the gospel of the Lord, and I'll ask you, that you can shout this out if you like, because it's such good news. Thanks be to God. We'll read the gospel message from Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 through 31. Jesus said, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. This is the gospel of the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated. Well, there it is. You have been sent. Each and every one of you. I'm talking to the kids in the room. I'm talking to the adults in the room. I'm talking to those who are new to their faith. I'm talking to those who have had their faith for years. Each one of you has been sent. Each one of you has a mission. Each one of you has a ministry. And we got to talk about that. I'm going to keep it simple and powerful, just like Jesus did in this text. And so we're going to talk about your mission in two ways. The first way I want to talk about it is I, I want to show you the facts of your mission. 
I want to prove to you that you indeed have a mission. And then what I want to do, just like Jesus did, is I want to start to talk about the very natural, very real fear that happens in your mission. And what we'll see is that through Jesus, because of Jesus, because of what he's done, there is nothing to fear. So first, I want to talk about the fact of your ministry. It is a fact. Jesus said this. He said, I am sending you. And the people of Hope know me, and you'll learn this about me. I love to look at the original languages. And so in the original language, the Greek, the way that Jesus said it is he said, I myself, I, Jesus, I, the Son of God, I am sending you. And you can think about that. What would it be like if, if Jesus said to you, I am sending you? It's official. It's kind of like when a, when a country sends an ambassador to a foreign country. And when that ambassador speaks, they speak on behalf of the country. It's like the country itself is speaking. It's like that with you. When you speak, Christ is speaking. And, and in a certain sense, too, when Christ speaks, you are speaking. It's official like that. And again, I want to prove to you from the original language that this is your ministry. It's, it's not someone else's. It's yours. When Jesus said he's sending you, he used the word in Greek, apostello, which in there you can hear the word apostle. He said, I'm apostling you. I'm making you an apostle. And I think that's amazing to think about. You normally think of the apostle Paul or, or Peter or, or James or John being apostles. But Jesus says, you are. You are an apostle. There it is. You have been sent. You have a mission. You have a ministry. I think it's really good for us to think about that. And it's really interesting to think about this too. When did your ministry start? Was there a waiting period? After the Holy Spirit created faith in your heart, was there a, a waiting period of, of one or two years? Or, or was there a quota of knowledge that you need to have about the Bible before you get sent into your ministry? No. As soon as you were called, you were sent. It, it, it's, a, it's amazing how that is, that as soon as you're called, immediately you're sent away from Jesus into your mission. People of Hope, last week we talked about Matthew and how Jesus called him to be his disciple. That was Matthew chapter 9. Now Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is sending him away. You think about the Samaritan woman. One moment that she was talking to Jesus and hearing about this water, that if she drank it, she would never be thirsty again. And the next moment, she's in town telling everyone she knows about Jesus. And the shepherds in Bethlehem the night that Jesus was born, they heard he was born, they ran to see Jesus, and immediately they went out and told everyone what they had seen. As soon as you're called, you're sent. So there it is. You've been sent. You've been called. You have a mission. You have a ministry. Each one of you. The kids in the room, the adults in the room, 
those who are new to their faith, those who have had their faith their entire lives, you have a ministry. And I don't think I'm surprising anybody by saying that. I don't think I'm shocking anyone, and I don't think, I could be wrong, I, I don't think anybody's going to come up to me in the narthex after church and start fighting me about that. I think we know that we have a ministry. But I think, if you're like me, I think that maybe what you're thinking right now is ministry is scary. Ministry is scary. I mean, we just read a text where there is a lot of scary things that Jesus said about ministry. He said, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. I'm not going to talk about this. I'll leave it to your imagination what happens when a sheep goes out among wolves. It's scary. And Jesus said, in your ministry, families are going to be against each other. It made me nervous to preach about that when, when we have so many families in the room, but Jesus said families are going to be turned against each other. Parents against children, children against parents. On account of your ministry for Jesus, you might have to flee, Jesus says. There's very real, very natural fear that comes along with your ministry. Jesus speaks into that fear today. What he says is simply this, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, Jesus says, and, and he doesn't just says, say it once, he says it three times. He says, don't be afraid, do not be afraid, and that's a big ask, right? You know, it, it's so frustrating sometimes to us when Jesus just says flat out, don't be afraid, don't be nervous, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Jesus says, don't be afraid. No, President Roosevelt said very famously that there's nothing to fear but fear itself, which is a great thing to think about, but I think it's wrong. There are a lot of things to be afraid of, especially when it comes to your ministry. People of Hope, we are about to start a growth group series where we're going to uh, a study, a Bible study put together by a pastor who used to be an undercover cop. And after he was done being an undercover police officer, he was a homicide detective. And so he he's, you're going to hear him talk about the ways that he was rightly afraid for his life in his line of work. And then you'll hear him talk about that the scariest thing he ever did was on a Tuesday afternoon while he was sitting in his car in the sunshine contemplating telling someone about Jesus. You'll hear him talk about how he made fun of himself sitting in his car, saying to himself, look at you now, big tough guy. There's very natural fear when it comes to talking about your faith, and Jesus says, do not be afraid. He gives us three reasons to not be afraid, and we're going to walk through them one by one. The first one is this. Jesus says, do not be afraid of rejection. All of us are afraid of rejection at some level. You can be as tough-skinned and as brave as you want. We're all afraid of rejection at some level. Rejection is, is the, this, this fear that when we speak about our faith, we'll be put in the corner. We'll be taken outside of our friend groups, and, and, and people won't pay attention to us anymore or love us or respect us anymore. Now, this church has called me to be its pastor, but they've also given me another title, too, missionary. 
And so it's part of, of my call here at Hope Lutheran Church to be a missionary, to speak about my faith to people who don't know Jesus yet. And, and you know what this is like when you tell someone about Jesus. It's like holding your heart out to them in your hand. And there are only two options, right? They can either treasure your heart or they can walk all over it. I understand this fear of reject rejection at a very deep level, and so I, I can share with you how comforting it is what Jesus says, why he says you don't have to be afraid of rejection. He says, there's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. See, when you're afraid that, that you may be cast aside and forgotten because of your faith, Jesus says, no, you won't be. You won't be. When I come back, you will be vindicated. People will see that, that what you told them was the truth. People will see that the truth that you spoke was saving. When you're afraid of, of being forgotten, when you're afraid of being put in the corner, Jesus says, you won't be. Not really. Don't be afraid of rejection. Jesus also said, don't be afraid of what people might do to you. Well, this is a big one. It, Jesus gets a little bit punchy when he talks about it, and I think he needs to. What he does is he takes these enormous things in our lives and he minimizes them almost. He puts them into a different perspective. He says, don't be afraid. They can take your job. It's nothing. Or, or, or the relationships that you hold so dear, they can take those away, but it's nothing. And he even goes so far as to say, they can take your life, whatever. All they can do is move up the day when you meet Jesus. Jesus says, when it comes to the things that they can do to you, their power is so limited, they can't really do anything to you. And then what he does is he flips the table on us a little bit. He says, if you're afraid of being rejected and if you're afraid of what people might do to you, you're afraid of the wrong things. If you're afraid of, of being rejected, what you should be afraid of is being rejected by God. And if you're afraid of what people might say about you, you're afraid of the wrong thing. You should be afraid of what Jesus says about you. And if you're afraid of what people might do to you, you might be better placed to fear what might happen to you without God. Which leads me to the third thing that Jesus says. And I beg this of you. Don't ever be afraid of being not okay eternally. Don't ever be afraid of that. This is where Jesus is going for us here. He, he, he talks about God, and he says, if there is anyone in the world who is worthy of being afraid of, it's God. It's not people. Because you know what God has? God has the power to put your body and soul in hell. He has the authority to make that eternal judgment for you. He says, if there's anyone worth fearing, it's God. But you don't have to fear him. Because he cares for you. There's these amazing illustrations that Jesus uses here. 
to show you that God cares about you more than you care about yourself. And most of the time that's saying something. You know, you, you get ready in the morning, you brush your hair, and, and maybe a few hairs come out in the brush, and, and you pick those hairs out of the brush, and you throw them in the trash thinking, that's kind of gross. What Jesus is saying was, that was number 124. And that was number 428, and that was number 847. He's got all of those hairs inventoried because he cares about them. He cares about you that much. And then he talks about the sparrows. And, and he says they're sold for less than a penny. And a Greek penny, that was worth way less than our penny. And so these birds that are worth next to nothing, none of them fall to the ground without Jesus caring about it. But you know what the best evidence is that Jesus cares about you? It's that he came to earth for you. You want to know whether it's true that God cares about you. God cares about you, and I can tell you that he had it in, as his plan in eternity for his son, the son who he loved from eternity, the son who he had been with from eternity. He had it in his plan, and he said, you're going to die because I care about them so much. You are going to live a perfect life. You are not going to deserve it, but you're going to die on the cross because I care about them so much. So Jesus says, don't be afraid. The only one that's worth having any fear is, is God, and, and God loves you so much that his son sacrificed everything for you. Now, I had this big goal for this sermon. I had this big goal. I, I, I knew we were going to have people from several different churches here this morning, and I had this big goal. I, I wanted each one of you, and I, I'd still love for you to do this, each one of you, think of someone you care about in your mind, someone you care about, and I want to make it your goal to tell that person about Jesus this week. Might be scary. And I, I gave a lot of thought of how I could motivate you to do that. And so I thought, maybe, maybe I'll tell him a story. I could tell you a story about this, uh, this friend that I made right after I got to Tigard, who's a running buddy, and I, I held my heart out to him. And I told him about Jesus right before Christmas, and he walked all over my heart, and I'm blocked in his phone now. I thought I could tell you the story about how much that hurt, and then I could tell you the rest of the story about the people that I've told about Jesus and how but through the power of the Holy Spirit working through the Word, those people are my family here at Hope. And I could tell you how telling people about Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. And then I thought about maybe, maybe what would work is, is if I gave you some commitments to stick to. I, I could tell you, like, here at Hope, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be a church that cares a lot more about the people who are not in the church than we care about the people who are in the church. We're going to stick to that commitment. And a second commitment that here at Hope, we've doubled in size every year, and I want to make you the, the commitment. We're going to double this year too, and I thought about that. And I thought maybe the best way to do this would be to tell you the truth. It's not going to be an easy truth. 
but it's a saving truth. And it's this, that none of us are going to risk opening our, my, our, our mouths for Jesus simply because we think we should. The only reason that we will risk losing our, our jobs, our, our relationships, our life, Jesus even says, the only reason we'd risk that is if we understand that Jesus is everything for us. And he is everything. I want you to hold this, onto this in your heart for two reasons. I, I want you to hold onto this in your heart because this is what Jesus is for you. And I want you to hold on to this in your heart because I want you to know this is what you are carrying to each person you tell about Jesus. Jesus is your forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus is the hope that will not put you to shame. Jesus is your life, both now and forever. Hold on to that in your heart today. So there it is. You've been sent. Each one of you. The kids in the room, the adults in the room, both those who are new to their faith, both those who have had their faith their entire lives, you've been sent. Go and tell about him who has saved us from our sins. Let's pray. We thank you, Jesus, that you have put so much purpose and mission and ministry into our lives. We know that every conversation and relationship that we have makes an eternal difference. I ask that you make us brave today, Lord, that you make us strong today, that you put the gospel so firmly in our hearts that we are even willing to lose everything. It's in your great name we pray. Amen.